Welcome to HeyYA Extra Credit. Every other week, opposite the main HeyYA podcast, we'll bring you a short-form podcast of YA talk across a wide range of topics. I'm Tears of Price, and this week we are diving into graphic novel adaptations of popular YA novels. Um, I thought this would be a fun topic to explore since I recently read a graphic novel YA adaptation and it was of a YA book that I had not read in years and years. Um, so it was a really fun way to revisit the story and it got me thinking about all of these graphic novel adaptations. They are so popular right now and and at least in my library, YA graphic novels are really you know, they, they have always been kind of popular, but I just feel like the popularity has been really growing, especially as a lot of my um, middle grade readers are making that jump over to the YA graphic novel section. So I'm always on the lookout for more great YA graphic novels to add to the collection. And it definitely feels like there aren't quite as many YA graphic novels being published um, each month as there are middle grade novels. So it's interesting to see, you know, I'm always excited when I see original stories and, and new authors and stories releasing books, but it's really interesting to see these novel adaptations. They're not necessarily a new thing. And in the show notes, there is a link to a post that I wrote probably a couple of years ago that just details some um, adaptations. So Speak by Laurie Haas Anderson has been made into a graphic novel, a gorgeous graphic novel, as has Jason Reynolds All the Way Down, which is, you know, really perfect for that graphic novel format. But the two books I'm going to talk about today, I think are a little bit, at least one of them was a little bit more unlikely, but ended up being really incredible. So um, before I get into it, let's hear from our first sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the first one I want to talk about came out almost two years ago now, actually. It is the Graceling graphic novel. So Graceling, of course, um, was written by Kristen Kishore. Um, and then the graphic novel, it was adapted and illustrated by Gareth Hines. And this is a really cool graphic novel. And there's not as many, I think, high fantasy in this sort of style graphic novels out there. So it was really fun to see this one in particular. And also, if you've not read Graceling, oh my gosh, um, such a great book. It's the first in, I think there's about five books in the series now. So Graceling came out when I was actually still a teenager and I read it when it first came out. It was a 
pretty big hit, if I remember correctly. Very popular from the moment it came out, and I really loved it. And I feel like it came out too before there was such a huge wave of YA fantasy. So it kind of was that spark for that YA fantasy resurgence that we've seen in the last 10 years, which is awesome. Um, So the basic story is, this book is about Katza. She lives in this fantasy world where some people are born with what they call graces and um, they are referred to as gracelings. And so... The mark of a Graceling is they have, you know, eye colors of two different colors. So Katza has one blue eye and one green eye. And then they have like these very extreme talents. And so uh, Katza's um, grace is unfortunately a more violent one is that she can kill people very well and very efficiently. And she's very skilled with fighting. Her uncle is the king, and she is not necessarily an ethical king. So he has trapped her in this position where she's basically become his his sword and his dagger. And anyone that um, displeases him, he dispatches Katza to take care of. Um, now, Katza is not very happy about this, but she feels very trapped by this life. However, she is a part of a secret underground resistance um, that is trying to help people kind of survive this unethical king. And um, when a foreign leader's uh, father is kidnapped, she and this underground group decide to go find out where he is, see if they can't rescue him. And along the way, Katza meets another graced fighter who is basically, you know, the only one that can match her skill for skill. And she's very intrigued by him. And it turns out his name is Poe. And he kind of gets caught into this secret underground resistance movement. And he really inspires her to think about her place in this world and whether or not she is quite as trapped as she thinks she is. And when the two of them decide to start really, you know, poking into the political intrigue and, you know, who's behind this kidnapping, they uncover something much darker than they expect to find. Um, So this is the first, the book is the first in a series. I'm not sure if they're going to do the graphic novels for all five books, but just this one alone, it's a nice standalone book. Um, I mean, you can keep reading the books if you'd like to, um, but Graceling and the graphic novel stands alone quite nicely. The full color art is just beautiful. The first few pages do feel like, not like clunky, but there's a lot of info dumping and kind of exposition of the world. But once you get past that, I think everything just moves so smoothly. And this is quite like a thick YA novel to distill into like a 260 page graphic novel. And I think what Heinz does with his art is just so beautiful, so lovely. And he really does manage to finesse, you know, the details of this book into just these stunning spreads. I love the full color. I love the green and the blue and the gold pieces. And I just, oh, such a great book. So I had not read Graceling in, oh my gosh, probably 10 years, but I read this graphic novel and I immediately wanted to go pick up my copy of Graceling and just reread this entire series. That's how much I enjoyed it, which I think is, you know, a really good sign that this is a very successful graphic novel adaptation. 
My next pick is actually one that has not come out yet, but I got a chance to um, read an early copy and it is Yaki Delgado Wants to Kick Your Ass, the graphic novel adaptation. The book is by Meg Medina and the adaptation um, and illustrations are by Mel Valentin Vargas. And this one is also really great. So this one came out in 2014, I believe. So it's been almost 10 years. In this, um, in the introduction, Meg Medina says uh, that this was a way to kind of mark the 10-year anniversary of her book, which, oh, I read Yaki Delgado Wants to Kick Your Ass also when it first came out. I was in grad school at the time and everybody was talking about this book. It was also kind of, um, you know, a big buzzy book because it had the word ass in the title and everybody was like, ooh, not sure that we can get away with that. But this is a really excellent novel about bullying and also just, you know, how... Oh, you know how somebody in what they say in their words can take up so much space in your life and kind of edge out everything else. So it's about Pity Sanchez and she has just transferred to a new school when all of a sudden people start telling her that this person named Yaki Delgado wants to kick her ass. Like she hates her. She thinks that Pretty is stuck up. She thinks all these things about Pretty that Pretty is just shocked to learn about because she's like, I'm, I'm new here. Like what is going on? Why does she think all of these things? And and she wants to, to basically beat her up. And Pity's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she doesn't really know what to do with this information, in part because it's very hard to believe, but also in part because, you know, she's just got all these other things going on. And this is like the last thing she needs. But when she realizes slowly that this threat is like actually a serious threat, there are all sorts of reasons why she doesn't feel like she can necessarily go to an adult um, and and disclose this and, and try to get like the help and protection she needs. And so... I think this is a really good book about how I think insidious bullying is. I think, you know, even now we get this idea of like, oh, bullying looks like this one thing and we can tell kids, hey, this is wrong. Don't do this. But it's it's so much more than that. And the harassment here just it escalates in a way that's, you know, as the reader, you are w- reading this and you know that it's escalating and the harassment's getting worse and worse and you're just cringing for her. And, you know, you want her to to speak up, but you also see all the reasons why she doesn't necessarily, you know, do so. And you just really feel for pity. So this graphic novel adaptation um, was really great to see the artist's depictions of the characters. And it's really well done in like, you know, these sort of off whitish gray and black drawings with some blue shading throughout and I, I liked the color scheme. It was maybe a little bit unexpected for me. I mean, and I say that just because I, I, I don't know really what I was expecting, but it wasn't necessarily this. And then I, I started, you know, reading the pages and I loved the use of the color and the blue, I think was really, you know, evocative of um, Pity's state of mind. You know, she's, she's in this new school. You know, she is being told that she's not Latina enough. She is missing her best friend. She's got family stuff at home. So the blue really worked, I think, with her whole her mood and, and her state of mind. Um, so this was another one where, you know, I hadn't read the book, like I said, in probably almost 10 years. And I finished it and I was like, oh, dang it. I'm going to need to go back and reread this book because 
it just, it brought back a lot of memories of the book. I'd kind of forgotten some details of the plot. Um, and it was really great to revisit it and in this different format. So I think that, you know, these graphic novel adaptations of popular YA novels, I don't think every YA novel needs a graphic novel adaptation, but it's really interesting to see certain novels get this treatment and to think about the ways that it might potentially open up new readership to the books or just to the stories, you know, because teens can pick up these books and just read the graphic novel adaptation and not necessarily have to go seek out the novel. But knowing that, you know, these stories are becoming accessible in different formats, it's really kind of cool. And it's diff- it's cool to think about the different genres and the different stories that can be translated to this format. Um, so I will be curious to see um, what other why novels might get this um, graphic novel treatment in the future, because it seems like it is a trend that certainly isn't going away anytime soon. So again, that's the Grayson graphic novel and Yaki Delgado wants to kick your ass graphic novel. Both are really excellent. Yaki Delgado comes out in September. So, you know, get that on your library wish list and um, reserve list and check it out when it comes out. But in the meantime, that is it for me this week. Thank you to today's sponsor for making the show possible. Um, You can always follow me on um, Instagram. I am on threads now too, at Tears of Price. And thank you so much to Jen Zink, our audio editor, for making HeyYA sound awesome. Um, Erica and I will be back uh, next week for another full-length podcast. But until then, happy reading. Happy reading.